and we're back with another Red Cedar wrap. This week, we dive into the foreseeable loss to OSU, decipher a little bit in the coaching side, then we talk about players halfway through the games this season, and then we get into the Wisconsin game, how detrimental it is. As always, let's get it. Spartan Marching Band. Jake, it pretty much was what we thought it was going to be, was it not? It was indeed. Uh, I think out of anything, it really put in perspective what five and four star recruits look like against three star recruits. Yeah, we've always been able to kind of punch up, especially with Ohio State, with a lot of our guys being from Ohio. But the like coach said it earlier in the week in his press conference, like we had to play perfect to be able to stay in this game, and we did not play perfect. Let me ask you this: Do, do you think during this game, like if everything fall their way, could we won, could, could we have went won this game if we play like we did in the first quarter defensively? The whole it's just impossible to hold that up that amount of firepower that they have on Ohio State. There's no way we're holding up the whole game when we started off with the three and out. Then we fumbled right away, but and then we just didn't score anything. Like they had sixteen plays, first sixteen plays. I think they had sixteen yards, and they were winning three zero. So that was like when that happened. When first quarter ended, I was like, "Wow, the defense came to play." The hard thing is, is I still at at the end of the first quarter said, "Well, we just screwed over our defense, and they played literally two quarters worth in a first quarter." Yep, two early fumbles. Her kill. I mean, it killed it. Our was team. it was Cody White's a fumble? No, but that's uh, where Mark's got to probably call a timeout, make him re, uh, review it. I was yelling at the TV, saying like, "Hey, at that point, you got to do anything." Like we started off s- such a good three and out that you can't let something like that, like at least do something to try them to make them reviews to see if they could look at it. Anything because I don't think they got a field goal out of it. But it still killed like the momentum we could have had, you know. But I did, we I weren't going to keep Ohio State down. Like, like we pre- we previewed the game, you, we both were pretty close to the score. You said thirty four seventeen, so you were just seven points off. I said thirty eight fourteen, so we were both right there. I was right in the. Um, you're closer with the point score. I was I was right on with the the difference and the win. The, the disappointing thing is that but, I thought it would have been like, you know, a slow climb and that second kind quarter. It kind of was. It was like, you know, they had the first quarter and then the second quarter they just went off over 300 yards and then second half, which nothing really happened. They got one touchdown. We were in desperation throwing the ball over the field. Couldn't do well, much. Okay. And let's, let's, this is what I was thinking. I, and I talked this through with people and I, it, if we, you know, if we go in and, Instead of getting uh, a field goal, right? We go touchdown, they go touchdown, and it's 17-7. And, you know, everyone is talking about the Cody White miss. Or, I mean, I was the first one during that play that was screaming Jefferson because Jefferson was coming out of the backfield wide open. He but had when two you look options. At, yeah, sure. he did. And when you, when you look at the – they play replay to behind Lewerke, the safety was starting to come down on Jefferson. And he still could have made that throw, but – I mean, Cody White had all day there. We make that play. 
right? It's 17-14. Yep. We're right in it. It would have made him more nervous for sure. It would definitely because Ohio State hasn't been in a game yet this year. You make that play. Maybe we're a little bit more hype. You're not as deflated, right? I don't know if Dobbins makes that play a hundred times. It was amazing. It's a perfect block. Henderson filled the wrong goal, the gap. That that's going to happen at times, you know. The way we line up on defense, but if we get a stop, maybe even stop him on a field goal. You know, maybe we tackle him instead of trying to punch the ball out. Yeah, I'm sick of that. If we were to get there and get a field goal, all right. So now it's twenty to fourteen. Let's go to halftime. You know, you don't have maybe drive it out, don't get anything. We go to halftime twenty fourteen, have that amazing drive to start the second half out. And instead of getting a missed interference call on third and five and a missed field goal, we could be in this game. And then at halftime, or let's say 11 minutes into the third quarter left, you have momentum in Columbus. It's a game now. Now you got a shot. But how simple of little mental mistakes happen, and then it's not like, oh, I mean, you can blame so many things. You can blame Lewerke missing the the throw. You can blame coaching plays on, I don't know, Wildcat. But it still kind of comes down to me in my mind, we're three stars playing against five stars. I don't know, man. That speech might have just convinced me we had a chance the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in obviously, uh, it goes into the degeneracy of how we think, but I literally was thinking that over and over and over again. Yeah. We, we could have been side, there. Sure. We could have been there. But, again, that's playing perfect. And, I mean, even Ohio State wasn't perfect through this whole game. So it, it, it would be demanding a lot to do it. But there are a lot of plays that could have happened to change the course of this game. No doubt. I mean, we were never going to hold Ohio State down. And they're going to get their chunk plays. That's what they are built to do. That's what they do. And they did it to us multiple times. The thing that's kind of disheartening from our side is just like the unforced errors that we do ourselves. Like you said, like the work he's missed throws. I mean, how many drop passes did we have from everybody, from Daryl Stewart to C.J. Hayes to Cody White? Um Form, you know, illegal formations, false starts. It's things that we used to not do as a team, and they all kind of showed up this week. I mean, against Penn's team like Ohio State, it's going to kill you. Like this, your mental errors, things, unforced errors that they're not even doing, we're doing to ourselves is something we couldn't afford to do. And we had way too many of them this week, and we've had way too many of them this year, you know, in total. That it's something that this team hasn't under Mark Antonio hasn't, hasn't been that way before. So after we've seen this so many times, it's kind of like, man, are we going to be able to outgrow this this week, maybe next week, going forward in the rest of the season? Like, we're almost halfway done. It's like. We are halfway done. We are halfway done. Yeah, in game kind of bowl game. Yeah, for regular season. Yeah. So sure. so let me ask you this then. Let's let's take a break because I'm going to get. I got to settle down a little bit here because <laughs> I feel like we could have been that game and I'm just going to keep ranting. But I, I would to an extent agree that the score may not be indicative of how it could have been. Well, but could, say you could say that both ways. You could say it could have been State 54. Fans, yeah, exactly. Because there's, you know, they're misplaced too. You know, I mean, the interception course. brought back. I mean, there's a lot of things. But agreed. I think I think you could say could have been closer. I think if we were in within one score, 
within the second or third quarter area, we would have played a little different. Get some pressure on them. Yeah. But let's let's take a break from the game because we'll come back to talk about this. But one thing I think just thought of that would be great is we are halfway through the season. We're six games in. Seems seems out. Let's talk a couple about players who's living up to the hype and who's been kind of a bust in our minds. Um, And one I'd like to throw in the gauntlet first is Cody White. Cody White has not lived up to at all. He is. He had flashes a freshman. Sophomore year gets hurt, so you can't hold too much against him from last year. But if he has definitely not progressed at all, I would say, may have regressed a little bit. It's he's supposed to be the number two, and it's been he's been subpar. I would have put him as the number one at the beginning of the season too. Yeah. I had him I had him being the guy, but I mean in and granted it's a lot of his factors. Body language out of too. Him. I mean yeah, it's hard to pop in there, but his body language just this game even like it's not he's you know, coach's kid, like his dad is on the staff. Like mm-hmm. you would think you'd have better body language, better attitude. It almost came off like he was somewhat petty, angry during the game and getting the angry ball. Too. Yeah, I'd be getting angry too, but just you gotta you know, you gotta be well, I mean, better than I mean, that. some and of it's too. He's not is, doing things to like be better. He was a power turner. He had lost his job because he couldn't field the punts. Mm-hmm. He has way too many drops this year. He has no breakaway speed. Yep. It's things that we expected him to be, and he's not even close. He doesn't have that that dog in him anymore. Like, I just don't. And, and that's kind of what you what you hope when you see the flash at an early stage. You can say that about the football, basketball, or any sport, but you see the flash early. Like, okay, I know you can get better because you can grow. And I think the two biggest growth years are freshman to sophomore and junior to senior. And it's really learning from the freshman days of, like, how this goes. And once you have it under your belt, you kind of understand routine from spring to summer into it. You got that. And then that junior to senior where you go into leadership, those are your biggest two. So for Cody, he was making incredible grabs. And that's what I was kind of relying on. And in the last three games, there have been some that we needed him to make. Yeah, you know, Lewerke put it behind him on a couple of them, but you got to put them. You got to grab those. We need big plays to be to win games moving forward. I mean, we can't just line up our offense against any defense and just expect to score points. We learned that that doesn't work. We need big plays. So I need people to play outstanding. And I thought he would have been a guy, and he really hasn't been this year yet. Not at all. All right, let's get another guy in, into the mix. Let's do – let's go to the quarterback, Lewerke. Mm. Six games in, where you stand? If I think that he is overachieved or underachieved, that's from, from me. From beginning of season where you thought he would be in six games. Uh, it's kind of where I thought he'd be, I would say, in a way. He hasn't underachieved, so I guess I'll go with overachieved. Um Plus, he, the way he started this last game, especially, he was slinging the ball around. I was impressed by that. Um, Pads for more yards. He seems more confident, definitely running the ball. He's not perfect, you know. A couple easy missed throws the last couple of games. Though I, I, I don't think he ever was supposed to be perfect either. I agree no, he's not supposed that. to be perfect, no doubt. Sure but, so I would say overachieved because I'm, he definitely has not underachieved. But he's about where I thought he'd be. Uh, you no know, top. 
I'd say he's in the top half of the Big Ten quarterback. Yeah, that's what he is. All right, do you have one? Throw one out there. Oh, man. What do you think of – let's just go th- – the DBs in general, the cornerbacks. Scott, <laughs> Butler, Gervin, Shakur Brown has actually been hurt for a while, but let's go with those that those four guys. Those four guys. I I gotta say underachieved. I agree. And and I feel like Scott and Butler you know, I had concerns with Butler. I thought Brown was gonna come in and be that third relieving guy and give people breaks. Gervin was a highly recruited kid. Exactly. And just, you know, you just had depth. And honestly, it shows we can get burnt. And it's not like we can, you know what? I feel confident that we could put him on an island. But then again, I can't do it all game. I can't trust it to be out there all day. And some of them are ticky tack pass interference calls. But, you know, I think the big one starts is like, I've always been behind Scott. I, I believe it. It's still, you know, right now, I still am confident in him and he can lock people down. But, I'll when say you this try much. punching the ball out, and yeah, it's bad. that that just shows me a whole different level of mentality. Now, you know the boards and everyone saying that you know they brought in, you know, specialized like here's how you punch out the ball and like make that a part of play. And I think that's huge because when you're a great defense, the next stage is turnovers. You know, if you can tackle and get to the ball, next one's tackling and yeah. dislodging the ball, but not on a sixty-seven yard. Yeah, and his was like. Again. I think more along the line of if you're gonna do the punch outs, more like when there's a gang tackling or there's people there to help you. You're literally one on one with the guy trying to bust it out. Just make the tackle. That and point. he and he caught him. Like I mean, even you look yeah. at the angles of him diving, it kind of like when you replay it, people are saying, "Oh, well, he might have not got the no." He would have caught him. He caught him. He was there. He could have stopped him. Even if he jumped on his back for 15 yards, I don't care. Because in, in all honesty, we did it twice. We stopped him to get yep. field goals. Well, yep. One being miss. It's just. I think the defense in general has. I mean, maybe we overhyped them too much. They're good. It's a good defense. They're not great. They haven't shown them to be great this year. Now I gotta disagree with you on that one because I mm. I do think that core seven is still great. Now I know that they didn't get to the quarterback this week, and IU was a bad off week too. But that's a couple I mean, weeks, man. It's only but six you're games. playing against Ohio State. You're playing five stars. I know. That, I know that this week. I'm saying in general, like this week, I would say. Threw off the stats a little bit, but they're giving out 300 yards a game. They're also, I mean, this was the first rushing game that they allowed that much too. Now, again, I don't think that line or linebacker core had to go against offensive linemen that are, I mean, let's talk about this real quick. How crazy is it that Ohio State can get the three-time starter captain transfer grad lineman from Rutgers (laughs) that literally is like goldmine? Like, yeah, let's play Rutgers at three years. Let's have a terrible three years, and sure, Ohio State can knock on the door. It's Ohio State. Yes, I'm going to Ohio State. Yeah, the transfer portal kind of helps the the haves more than the have-nots for sure. Which is incredible because at least in, in basketball, and I don't know enough about this to really say definitively, but if you've got good players, there's multiple options. You know, you're limited to X amount of players, and the good the haves pretty much have. Um, so it's gonna hard to to pull it, you know, unless you're the Kentuckys and, and and those guys that kind of thrive on the rotation. But when it comes to football, I mean, the halves, the top eight, was it the top thirty that always get recruiting classes that are crazy? Those guys are always gonna get the grad transfers. They're gonna get the, you know, the Mac, unbelievable players that want a grad transfer now, and it just shows with, hey, I played at a power five school, 
we were terrible for three years, and now I'm on a Bama slash Clemson esque team to go to the national championship. Yeah, it's it helps him a lot. I mean, the only thing that he could say up against that is just like team chemistry. You know, bring a guy in over you know, but it happens all the time in college football over recruiting people for a spot that's already filled, but that's already happened. So, best players play, and they're able to use the. You know, teams like Ohio State are able to use the transfer portal to their advantage for sure. I mean, I I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm envious. I mean, I wish I had the ability to do that. Too. I mean, we got a guy. I mean, the uh, Reed Jalen, yeah, Reed or Jaden Reed out of Western Michigan was what the freshman of the year in the MAC, and one year he transfers to us. You know, he doesn't get a waiver though because he's at Michigan State. But. Yep, but still. Would you have that, or would you have the you know captain offensive lineman out of Rutgers? Oh yeah, I mean for sure. <laughs> He's also um, a grad transfer too, which is different. So that's yeah, get, yeah. Um, all right. So let me digress a little bit here. Let me go back to other players. Got another one that came up in my head. Uh, Simmons. Oh, he overachieves. He's overachieved. Oh my god. He's probably, I, he may be the best player. MVP. On defense. <laughs> he he is by far the most. Uh, what is it? Um, most uh, not changed, but most improved. Yeah, there we go. I would say with with all those stars we have in the defense, he may be the best. Just crazy. He's everywhere. He's flying. It's crazy. It's fun to watch it and be like, you hear his name, you're like, yep, knew that was coming. He's a beast. He actually he was committed to Ohio State at one point. Decommitted into MSU. That's crazy. Out of Ann Arbor, we got crazy? one. We got one. Ann Arbor kid <laughs> commits to Ohio State, decommits, and goes to Michigan State. He must have really hated the Wolverines. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Here's another one. Uh, kicking. It's been awful. Oh. It's been awful. But who do we go to? That's the problem. Yeah. Oh, who? I mean, you could say about the coaches. We did that earlier, too. Yeah, but. Okay. There's more right. coaches out there. Like, There's no one, I believe, on scholarship right now that can kick field goals. <laughs> Great. All right. No, all there right. isn't. But better than Coglin, no. I mean, Let me ask he's you this not then. good, but who else? I got. We got to find one. somebody. I mean, the kid we got coming in next year is supposed to be good, so that's good. Can we get Geiger back? Dude, Geiger, Geiger wasn't even that good his last <laughs> season. They hit that huge one against Ohio State. He was good, I just like Coglin. Just like Coglin, they start off their career good, hitting like you know, very solid, missing just a couple of season, and then as they get older, it's like. I think they get in their head. We just waste all the. When you see all those NFL kickers that would be good, you know, and then there's how many how many, good, how many NFL kickers miss kicks all the time. Well, like, I'm gonna tell you right now, the best kicker in college football is in Georgia. Oh yeah, that guy is money. Rodrigo. Oh my god, looks yeah, like and a he'll, nerd. And he'll go to the pros. He and but it's crazy how like few elite kickers are. It's such a mental thing, right? You know, Cognitus doesn't have it mentally right now. Back in the day when I was in high school, you know, you like want to play football, you want to do a thing. My grandfather came and was like, Jake, you should just be a kicker. <laughs> That's hard, though. He's, I know, but he's like, you can just kick the ball and be out there. He's like, no, I want to be like the receiver. I want to do this. You, you yeah, there's longer. no way I would have been a good kicker. Your health would have been better, for sure. Yeah, but there's no way. I didn't even play soccer very well. So, anyways, kicking, it was tough. Not that good, but let it me was ask tough, you this. Man. Let me ask you this. I, I I like this one. Let's say next week, hypothetically, we're in Madison. Yep. It's close. 
let's just say third quarter, not like games on the line, right? Just a normal. We're in a game. We're in a, within a score. Or had a score. We're on the thirty-six yard line. It's the thirty-six. Four, yeah, they're they're thirty-six. You're gonna ask if we're gonna kick a field goal from their thirty-six. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're gonna bring that up to the twenty-six. What's that? Forty-three yard field goal. Yes. So okay. Yeah. You, you sorry. attempt that. I was, you attempt I, f- well, I was watching NFL. So you no, have to attempt a forty-three yarder. <laughs> forty-three yarder, but it's fourth and two. What's the score? You're up. You're even. Just call it even. You're even. Third quarter. Late in the third quarter. It's been. It's it's seven seven. If it's seven fourth seven, th- that means we're not moving the ball. So yeah, four- I'm kicking it. Oh. And this is the only oppor- only chance. You're calling him in? <laughs> you have to. Oh, it sucks. It sucks. I don't know. I, I would <laughs> I'm calling to. the fake. I'm calling Little Giant. Is this his first kick of the day? First kick of the day, <laughs> Little Giant. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think you have to. I won't. Him. I mean, he's going to kick 20 more at the end of the, by the end of the season here, and I'm going to need him to be in there, and I'm always for the conservative, smart play call. But at some point, it's like, we can't lose the few drives we have to get points because we missed a field goal. Yeah. I would rather have the chance of going down because I think we have a better probability to get a couple more fourth and twos than missing one field goal of the next 10. I'd rather have a 50, 50 and four and twos and have a shot to get either closer or try to get touchdowns. But then again, I guess that we'll goes see how that goes next. Week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jake. We'll see, we'll see how how great the red zone offense is the rest of the season. But yeah, it All wasn't right. to wrap up the house day. It wasn't surprising. I'm not shocked by what happened. Kind of went to the corner where I thought we'd stick with them at the beginning, come out like bandits, and then they would just be too much for us. That's what happened. We had opportunities to do our thing. This team which isn't there yet. May never be there. And they didn't capitalize, so that's where we're at. What do you think about that Victor touchdown for the one with ten three ten and zero? Do you think that was a fumble? And why didn't Gervin jump on it? I think the ball crossed the plane. To be all honest with you, okay. I think it was already there. Um, I I mean it, it would be like matter. I mean they, it doesn't matter. And it and what would happen like? I mean I I anytime the ball that, that's on the ground. No matter what, you should be on it. Yeah, I don't, I don't care if you know it was down. If not, always jump on the ball. Yeah, don't care offense, defense, do it. Looks like he's in over his head a little bit. They should just, yeah. I mean, honestly, and honestly, they got burnt too. Oh, on that yeah. one, it was sad. Um, and honestly, that was a well drawn up play based on our scheme. Oh, no doubt. Like that was smart to do that because you knew the corner was going to drop down and run. Yep. And if you you cleared out the safety with a uh, with a fly, uh, post route, I mean, going to be wide open. I'm surprised they didn't do it again, or at least we didn't fall for it. But I would have thought I didn't think it was an actual fumble. It, you know, I would have was praying for the football gods to let it be one. But I mean, he cro- he crossed the plane one way or the other, or it'd be first down and one um, on the one. Yeah. All right, let's talk Wisconsin. Let's jump it. Let's jump to to Madison here where we're going to be live. We're going to be at the game. This is the, uh, the road game of 2019. going to try to do one every year. So Wisconsin, the little jump around. 
What are your first initial thoughts going into this game? That we have more of a chance for sure against Wisconsin than we did this week. Things that they they don't have the athletes that Ohio State does. They do kind of things that we're able to stop, run the ball, that don't have a very athletic quarterback. He can throw. He's been more impressive than I thought he would be. Um, But they do things that we can stop, that we have stopped before. Now, will we do it? We'll see. I am more confident in this, us either stealing one or at least making it close. Defensively, they've been outstanding this year, Wisconsin has. And that's where we're somewhat, uh, not somewhat, I am scared for <laughs> our, our, our offense to be able to put up points. You know, we haven't shown ability to score, we've shown ability to move the ball decently, but, but we just can't, just can't put the ball in the end zone. And that's. Well, and if you look at those drives, too, the the majority of drives, I mean, there's multiple third downs, there's multiple third and longs, and maybe we'll complete one third and long during a drive, which is actually pretty good. But, man, drives like that are not sustainable. That's also what's kind of frustrating, some of the play call. I mean, run up the middle, wildcat, try the reverse again. I mean, there's so many spots where you put us in long situations. But think about Wisconsin next week and and, and think about their, their defense allows under six points a game. Yep. So when you no, think our played, defense is great, they haven't played like the best. And Michigan, country think about no. Michigan. And Michigan's offense. I mean, they other than 10 that, points last like, who week. do you think they've played that's good? There's no one. No, but the one game that kind of made me think a little skepticism is Northwestern. Twenty-four fifteen. Twenty-four fifteen. Two defensive touchdowns. Two defensive touchdowns and in, and at home. And but they're they're for sure in a letdown spot. That was a trap game. It was a it was a letdown spot for Wisconsin after the big Michigan win, and it was a play up spot for Northwestern after a loss to us. I don't know, Northwestern like just that. doesn't really have it really this year to be able to play. You know, they're not just not that good. So they played up, but they just didn't have it. And Fitz, uh, Fitzgerald, sorry, Fitzgerald had some weird decisions for going yeah. for two, and yeah. saying that on his card, it made sense. I'm like, nah, dude, I don't know. I'd love to see your card. And he, the guy even asked him. He said, "I'd show you my card." And the guy asked him. He said, "No." So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right, it's really gonna come down to one of the big key things. I think is uh, Taylor, obviously, uh, but how many yards he's actually gonna get? Obviously, I, I mean, he'll probably find the end zone in this game. But he is a beast. Do you think we can keep him under 150 yards rushing? Yes. Ooh, that was definitive. How about 100? No. Wow. So we're in the hundred and hundred. Gotta let range. him get let him get his one twenty, or whatever he needs there. That's still such a good game for a running back, though. Let him get his one twenty. Yeah, it's good. I mean, got to limit. I mean, they average two fifty in rushing. Now, again, that's a lot on Kent State and yeah, all we, the BS. We just got to limit the passing game for sure. We got to limit the big chunk plays for without a doubt. That's what killed us against Ohio State. That's well, then that's what kind of stopped them in general against Northwestern. It's gonna be oh man, it's gonna be tough again. It's all it, right. Th- I tell you, the sc- scheduling did us no favors this year. Zero favors. Two big road games against two top ten teams. Two Oof. red and white teams. Just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the spread I got right now is at ten. Is that what you're seeing too? Got yeah, ten. All right, ten. Ten is the spread. Are we gonna cover this week, or are we not gonna cover? So let's go to what I think is going to happen. I did say I had more confident this week 
Then I was going into last week against Ohio State. We also talked about last podcast about what would be successful in this three-game stretch uh, of Ohio State, Wisconsin, Penn State. You had said two is, is successful, win two out of the three. So now yep. we're saying we need to win the next two. I said that would for, I would agree that successful would be two out of the next three, but I expected us only to be able to get one. Is this the one? 10-point spread, I think we lose 24-10. to 10. I don't wow. think we even cover against Wisconsin. The, uh, Wisconsin's defense is playing too well this year. Our offense hasn't shown it. Just haven't shown enough for me to see us. We can't really run the ball too well. Passing, we already talked earlier today, or this podcast, about the limits our receiving core has. Now, we did see a little bit more from the tight ends this past week against Ohio State with, with Gillison and Seibert and Dotson all getting catches. Good to see Gillison get in there. I just don't see enough firepower offensively to go against what they can do defensively. And I think eventually we just wear down. We just wear down defensively with Taylor pounding the ball on us. I, and I said only 125, but even that, if you throw in like 150 yards, 200 yards passing, top of that. It'll be close throughout the game. I think we keep it close to the fourth quarter. Maybe it goes in. Maybe it's 17-10 going into the fourth quarter. They pound one in late to bust up in 24-10. All right. All right. Let me let me but, give you this. 28-51-7-31-40-10. Those are the points we've scored this season. Some on defense. So I'm not going to say 10. I know their defense is good. I don't know if they're as good as Ohio State's defense. I think it's a little bit suspect because they haven't played a better offense. Not saying we're good offense, but I'm not saying their defense has been challenged yet either. I do think we're going to lose. I think it's going to be 24 to 17. So right on the same way of playing pretty yep. much. I think it's going to be – we're going to be down early, but in the fourth quarter we might get a nice early touchdown. And we're gonna have a drive to try to get there, and we're gonna we're not gonna make it. And we're gonna have a shot at the end of the game to tie this up, and we just don't get there. And so tough going back to back, especially after the game we just had against Ohio State. It really takes so much out of the team. You play up, you know, they, you know how prepared they were for that game, yep. how emotionally up they were to lose, and they had to do it all over again in a big road spot. It's it's tough to do. And then we go into four and three, and you get a win out to be nine and three. Yeah, four and three. I mean, at that point, four and three, it's like uh, season in a, a sense is pretty much. Well, the our goals are, are are gone at that point, right? I mean, our well, goals I, are well, gone at that point. It's the only goal that I could see now, which I, again begin the season is nine and three, and beat Michigan. I said we go nine and three for sure. That's what I said, and yep. with whatever Michigan would be huge. But now it feels because the loss was a was Arizona State. I think he's going back to that is throwing things like how different would we feel right now if we were oh my god we're five and one with a win over Ohio. even if we would have beat Arizona State seven to three like we would have stopped in there on the fourth down and we just kneeled on it like terrible win just like Michigan had this past week where he offensively looked yep. terrible but at least it's a yep. W. And then we're five and one, lost to Ohio State. Kind of what we expect. I'd probably be going into this game thinking we'd be winning this game. Maybe. I mean, Wisconsin looks really good, but still, like, yeah, but we, I f- think we that, feel way I more confident. The line wouldn't be ten; it would probably be around like f- 
five, six. Yeah, yeah. And then and then if you even came out of that five and two, okay, we can still be a ten and two team. Yeah, I mean, we we'll can see. Look, we'll we see can look how Penn a little State bit. looks like. I said if we Iowa. got, I think we could get one. I think it, I always in my mind, I always thought the one we'd get would be Penn State, just because of looking at the schedule, looking ahead. Penn State goes to uh, Iowa this week. A night game, gotta get up for, get up for that. I just they don't go I, home to Wisconsin, home to play Michigan. Night game, wait out. Yeah, get up for that game. Then they got to go on the road to East Lansing. That's where I thought we would have our spot coming off a of bye. But I mean, I wanted two out of the three. I predicted one. I just don't think this is the one. I mean, your logic makes sense. I get that. I can support that. I don't. I, I don't want it to be the Penn State game to be the only one because. Yeah, we want to win. Miserable, it. It's gonna yeah. be a miserable three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. You lose two, and then on a bye week, and the kind of those, you got to see where the team's heads at after if we do lose Wisconsin. Where's yeah. the team's head? At? And if we win, here's the thing: if we win, mindset changes for everybody. Yeah, it does. Mark pulled one out. I think this We'd be is a top crucial. ten team on the road after you know. I think this is a crucial game for the oh, for sure. And actually, you know what? Let's double down. This could be a very crucial game for the program because think about the differences if you take a loss now and you're four and three bye week going into penn state morale's probably shot and we know what next season's gonna be we already have a crystal ball of (laughs) what atrocities could happen next year Eh, people keep saying that but you never know i mean you know you don't but you know it's gonna be a rebuild no, there, no I, we won't have no that. We won't have the we won't have the preseason expectations. That's for exactly. sure. Exactly. So I mean, we do pretty good in that. When you don't have expectations, it's easy to hit goals because they're pretty low. But again, if we come out of this though, five and two, you beat a top ten like you said, right? You got a bye week to recover up. You get into Penn State, you have a whole different look at the game at the season. Oh, I mean. You get out of Penn State, you're six and three. Your only other, you know, big game, Michigan. I mean, you'd be five and yeah, you're six and three. You know, it would be with a loss. So you're saying no, you'd you be say six and two. Six and two. Thank you, thank you. Keep me honest. I'll say this: if we come out, this is what it'll change. Now, you said a program changing win to an extent. I would agree with that. If you lose to Wisconsin this week, if we lose, in the national media and the national perspective. The season to be which becomes irrelevant going forward. Now, for us, we'll still care about every game and see how people develop and see you know how Mark's doing and what happens next to the program. But nationally, with three losses, you become irrelevant. You're not going to go to a and most likely. You're not going to a, a near six bowl game. Nope. You're obviously with two losses already out of the playoffs, so that's irrelevant now there too. But just well, we're out of the Big Ten. Hunt, you're you're not basically. out. You're not in the top even the top twenty five anymore. Like nope. you have a, you have a hard time getting back into it. You beat a Wisconsin team, then you go. And you're at five and two. Then you get, you may be welcoming an undefeated Penn State team on the 26th. That changes the narrative immensely. You're right, and in 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 all honesty, that would be. This is actually a bigger game now, in my head after talking through it, than the Ohio State game right now. Yeah, this is this is a lot on the line. Not for, you know, just the seniors and just the team, but this is a big longevity because, you know, we lose this one. One more, you're eight and four, and now we're down the trend of multiple years being bad, and it doesn't look like it's getting brighter. So Yeah, the loss to Arizona State makes 
this game. Yeah, that much you're bigger right. than we thought. If we would have lost when they like by going back when five and one, this game would be big without a doubt. But record wise, it would look so much different. But to go into that, we're possibly getting our third loss compared to a second one. Changes never it changes a lot. Definitely changes a lot. Yep. But right. and, and it's just different because going into last week, like we had a good feeling that we weren't going to be able to keep up with Ohio State. So people were trying to convince themselves that you know we had every always that's why you play the game right you gotta see, but we kind of knew going in like this is gonna be a tall task. Now Wisconsin is still a tall task, but not as tall. You know you can see just by the spread, it's half of the amount of points. I can't I can't wait for that OSU Wisconsin game now. That's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean I, I, as much as I heard hurts to lose Ohio State all the time secretly, man down low down underneath everything. I do not hate <laughs> Ohio State. <laughs> I the enemy. Of my enemy is my friend. friend. And the fact that they can keep stomping on Michigan year after year after year, I don't. I'm for it. I don't hate I'm that. For, I'm we've beaten it. them here and there. Like we're, if we can get well, two, out, you know, two out of ten, my, three out of ten against them, that's. I've got I'll, a lot I'll of buddies that. that are Ohio State fans, and and you kind of turn a little tight when you hang out with them. A uh, little bit easier to to like when they don't have much trash talk to talk because they do it on the field. There's a. There's a respect between the two schools, I would say. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's let's cut it there. Running a little bit over today, um, which is exciting, though, because in a couple weeks here, we're going to start talking basketball, and that's really going to change. <laughs> it's sad when you have to say that, man. It's but halfway through the season, and I didn't I didn't want to be like, yeah, I'm excited for it, but like deep down, we're definitely you, know, you are. We're definitely, we definitely are. But, I mean, you're going to get into the basketball season. I'm going to save that for a couple other reviews here. We'll do it in a couple weeks and probably on the second bye week. Let's talk basketball. Uh, Matt, you've got probably the best knowledge that I know of of any recruits probably in the last decade and probably into the future decade. So that will be cool to talk about. Um, Exciting year this year. As always, let's sign this bad boy off. Go green. Go white.